0: Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 43. Ever feel like you're just not ready to move forward with your business, only to get frustrated with yourself that you're not moving forward? What the heck is going on with that? This is such a common situation for entrepreneurs, and it can hold you back from getting your marketing funnel done, having the impact you wanna have with your work, and it can really block growth in your business. So let's dive into what to do instead today. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome to another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. I love doing these podcasts. I love hearing back from you. I just, it's such a great way for us to stay in contact, right? And I just want to say once again, thank you for all of you who've jumped into iTunes to give this show a rating and a review. It truly helps was showing iTunes that people are listening and getting value, and then iTunes takes it out of the like dungeon of despair and shows it to other people who are looking for uh, marketing funnels, marketing insights, that kind of stuff. If you haven't already left a rating and review, I would so appreciate it if you would take literally two minutes to jump in and just give it a rating, give it a review, and let me and let iTunes know what you're thinking about the show. I would really appreciate it. All right. Today, we're tackling the mindset monster that can really hold us back in business, in creating a marketing funnel, and really in and just growth in life. And that is the imposter syndrome. I have to tell you, if you've ever thought to yourself that, you're frustrated and embarrassed that you're not growing, you know, your business or your clients or whatever fast enough that you're a fraud and everybody's about to find out whenever you try to publish, I don't know, your marketing funnel, a social media post, a new freebie, a blog post, a podcast or even when you meet people in person. If you've ever thought to yourself that you're not you're not right ready yet. You're not quite ready yet to get out there. If you've ever thought, mm, I can't move forward in my business yet um, because, you know, X, Y, or Z, I don't have a website, I don't have the right business name. Oh my gosh, that was me forever. Like three years, I was stuck. I don't have the right business name. Uh, if you feel like you're too overwhelmed uh, and you can't make a decision, you don't know what to do, or you feel like there's so many other people out there that already do what you do. and in your down moments, you might even feel like they're so much better than you. Why even try? If you've ever felt like you're too busy or too scattered or too overwhelmed by things that you feel like you should be doing, or things that you know you wanna be doing, then welcome to the club, my dear friend. Because at some point, every single online business owner and leader and famous person out there, or at least every single one that I know of has had these same sorts of feelings. In fact, I love this quote from Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants. The beauty, so she says, the beauty of the imposter syndrome is that you vacillate between extreme egomania and a complete feeling of, I'm a fraud. Oh my God, they're on to me. I'm a fraud. So you just try to ride the egomania when it comes and enjoy it. And then slide through the idea of being a fraud. Okay, Tina Fey, like that is one famous person. And even she struggles with this. And in fact, I've, I found a bunch from famous people. Kate Winslet had another great quote on this. So Kate Winslet, you know, she's a pretty famous actress, did a little movie called Titanic, you know, and she says this, sometimes I wake up in the morning before going off to a shoot. And I think I can't do this. I'm a fraud. All right. So even somebody who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars still has these thoughts And even the great Maya Angelou, who, you know, is just an... She was such a great writer and speaker and poet. She had this to say. I have written 11 books. But each time I think, uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. So, you know, that's Maya Angelou who... I have to say, writes the, uh, wrote the most incredible stuff. I would never have thought that she thought she was a fraud. And there you go. So if this is something you suffer from, know that even the most famous and accomplished people suffer from it too. And you're not alone. But you also don't have to stay stuck and give that imposter syndrome any power over you. And I know this because I've suffered, you know, everybody does, I've suffered with it too. So what does separate the people who go on to achieve their goals and success from those who get stuck in it? How do, you know, how do people get past these feelings of not, of being not good enough? Well, I don't know about everyone else out there. Like, I don't know what Tina Fey does or what Maya Angelou did. But let's dive into the things that I do and that I have my clients do to actively move past this and why I feel like um, marketing funnels, you know, they can really save us from getting stuck in the sometimes overwhelming feelings because they're, you know, we can build them and they can run even when we're stuck in these feelings of not being good enough and not ready. All right, so first I want to give you three ideas of things that you can do to get past the imposter syndrome so that you can get back into action. All right, so the first one is this. Focus on providing value to others. I have to tell you, you know, I've had tons and tons of failures in my business. Um, And this is probably, that's why I put it number one, it's probably the number one thing that I did to get myself back on track. So a a long time ago, I think mm, either in 2013 or 2014, I launched a product and I literally could not even give it away. Nobody wanted it. I tried to give it away to a few people for free. It just wasn't happening. And I got stuck for like three months in this feeling, in this like, it was awful. It was just awful. I can't even describe it to you. I would just wake up and I would be in tears or just feeling really down, you know, I'd sit down at my computer and suddenly I'd have to do like four loads of laundry and, you know, scrub the kitchen cabinets or, you know, whatever. Like I just could not, I had this failure and it was like an albatross across, around my neck dragging me down and I just couldn't get past it. This is the only thing that got me past it. And it really is focusing on providing value to others. So part of the power of the imposter syndrome is really getting stuck in navel gazing. Basically, when my focus is mostly on me and thinking about, you know, the failures I've had or whatever, I start to I start to let these imposter feelings creep in and they can get big fast. You know, you may have had this happen to you too, right? You maybe you see somebody else in your industry Who's written a new book or got chosen to be a speaker at a big event or launched a new program to tons of accolades or, um, they, you know, were highlighted in some big publication and suddenly we're like, Oh, that failure that I just had. And look at how great they are. Oh, I'm not good enough. I can never do this. Who am I to think I can do this? And it can just spiral into, I don't know. its It can just spiral so much. And you know, it can be like, oh, I don't know the, as much as this person. I'll never be as pretty as this person or as handsome as this person. I'll never be as successful as this person. Clearly they're like, you know, on another plane than me. I've got no right to talk or teach about this topic you know, and I can spiral from there. And in fact, I did. So my first business, I pretty much walked away from. Um, After that uh, failed launch, I really had to do some soul searching about, is that the kind of business that I wanted? And uh, at the time, it was really focused on, uh, I did uh, marketing for corporations, like I would uh, be a, External consultant for corporations, but in in my business helping individuals, I was basically doing career coaching and helping people, you know, transition from working in corporate to um, starting a business. And uh, and you know, I started seeing other people have really big success, and I had this ginormous failure, and it really did spiral on me. I, I think I spent like three four months just stuck in this horrible thoughts of basically navel gazing, like who am I to do this? And if I don't stop those thoughts, it will literally paralyze me and keep me from doing anything. Like I, I couldn't do a blog post. I couldn't do anything. But when I started to put my focus on helping someone else, even just one other person, everything changes. Because here's what happens. That other person will say something like, wow, that's fantastic and exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. And boom, the shift in my focus, the shift in um, I'm not good enough to, wow, look, I really was able to help this person. And realizing that I could add value is incredible. So what's going on? Well, in the first scenario where I'm spiraling with myself and my own thoughts and beating myself up and you know, all that stuff, I'm basically creating a big hate mob of people who are going to come after me in my mind. And the craziest part is that I'm not even doing it intentionally or consciously. Instead, I'm using the success of others as evidence that I suck. (laughs) I'm using the evidence of others that I'm not out there, that I should be out there, and that... You know, they've already done it. And so I should just give it up because they're better than me. And, you know, if I try to go out there, um, that hate mob is going to, I don't know, come after me with pitchforks and call me out and, I don't know, drive me out of town. I don't even know. It's like, I just get weird and crazy thoughts. And it is it is weird and crazy when I talk about it like this, but I've spent a lot of time trying to understand when I don't move forward with things, like creating a marketing funnel, or doing an ad, or creating a webinar, or whatever it is. When I don't move forward with things, it's because I'm probably stuck in thinking about, you know, me, <laughs> instead of how I can help someone else. And it's in those moments, it can feel so real, so true, right? I don't know if you're shaking your head up and down or not, but for me, you know, when I get stuck in those moments, it can feel like, like this, this is just the truth. Like this is just real life telling me the truth and I just need to give it up. And that's why it's critical for me to get out of my head and interact with someone else. And it's probably critical for you as well. You want to help someone else. You want to prove to your own internal hate mob, the mob that probably is just trying to keep you safe. But in any case, you know, these, these thoughts can race out of control and they can be totally subconscious. You want to prove to that internal hate mob that, yep, You do have value. I have value. We all have value. We need to add our voices. Yeah, somebody else might be further along, but guess what? They don't have the same experience I do. And the same goes for you, right? The same goes for you. So, this trick of just helping even one other person gets me off the sidelines, gets me off the, you know, getting drugged down by my own internal hate mob and getting back into the game. Faster than anything else I've ever, ever tried, honestly. All right, so number two, keep an I'm awesome file. Yep, I have a whole file in my computer that's called I'm awesome, and I am encouraging you to create one too. What is this? Well, probably about 12 years ago, I had a coach who had me as homework, she said, okay, I want you to write down 25 things that you're awesome at. She said, you know, just on a blank piece of paper, just write, I'm awesome because, and then, you know, just write at least 25 or just 25. Got to tell you, it was really, really hard. I stared at that blank paper for days on end, trying to figure out what is awesome about me. And, you know, I showed up to our next coaching call crying and saying, there's nothing awesome about me. I couldn't come up with even one thing that I felt was awesome about me. Friends, perfectionism has been a struggle for me my entire life. At this point, 12 years ago, I was in the high potential program at marketing at Microsoft. Like the high potential program was for the top 4% of talent. And I couldn't come up with one thing that I was awesome at. That's sad. And it was in full force with this exercise. My coach though, she was brilliant. She said, all right, Michelle, if that's the case, why don't you uh, go ahead and open up your email inbox and find just one email from a friend or a peer or a boss at the time. So I did. And I read her the email. It was a thank you email from a peer of mine about how I'd helped her solve a problem. My coach pulled three things out of that email for my I'm awesome list. And I gotta tell you, I kind of resisted it at first, but then I was like, no, she's right, I do this stuff. So we kept doing this for about 30 minutes. And at the end, I had over 100 things on my I'm awesome list. And I was still crying, but this time I was crying tears of joy because all these great things people had said about me that I had not let myself truly hear or absorb because I was so hard on myself. It's like somebody would say, you know, thank you for X, Y, and Z. And I'd be like, oh, it was nothing. Right? If you do that, I'm going to encourage you to do the same exercise, because from that day on, I started keeping tab. I started keeping tabs of the I'm Awesome List. Um, now it includes testimonials, emails, thank yous I've gotten from peers, clients, students, and even from past bosses when I was in my corporate jobs. And when I'm feeling down, I can pull out the list or even just read a few of the emails or take a look at some screenshots and bam, I'm feeling good again. I'm guessing you may have some unacknowledged compliments hiding out in your inbox or on your social media platforms as well. And I really encourage you to start keeping an I'm awesome file. Don't let those little gold nuggets of what makes you so incredible to other people slip away. Keep them. Look at them. Use them to boost your ego when you need it. All right, moving on to number three, treat everything as an experiment oh boy, is this a biggie for me. So when I was first in my business, you know, I would look around and see these people having crazy huge success, right? And so I'd be like, yeah, I want that too. I'm going to set some crazy lofty goals for me. And then I wouldn't reach those goals. And then I'd mentally flog myself for not meeting them. Like I'd let that internal hate mob go to town on how stupid I was or how you know lame I was to think that I could have that same success or whatever. I'd get so frustrated and embarrassed at my quote-unquote failure that I would miss the insights, the lessons, and the clues to my path to success that were literally right in front of my face because I was so busy beating myself up. I made my goals the only measure of success. And every time I didn't reach them, I had another proof point that I was not successful. And that is a surefire way to cripple and kill your business. Because what happens? You don't want to set more goals. Or I didn't. I didn't want to set more goals. I, I would, you know, get stuck in trying to perfect things behind the scenes before I would launch them. You know, it's just crippling. But then I had this big aha, and I just started taking a look at everything that I did as a test, as an experiment, as a way to see if this new idea that I had, you know, come up with, if it would work or if I might need to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, I still set goals, but part of my goal was to get insight into my audience, into my business, into my message, into you know what works for marketing for me into my new approach i wanted to go learn things first and foremost i wanted to fail forward and fail fast because i know now that failing forward is actually the only way to find success i can never i'm not smart enough you are not smart enough to come up with the perfect thing behind the scenes None of us are. We can only perfect things when we get it out in front of people and we get some feedback and we're like, okay, now I know what to tweak and here we go again. So if you're afraid to try new things or you're beating yourself up for not meeting past goals or you're saying things like, you know, marketing's not in my wheelhouse or I'm not technically savvy so I can't do this or I don't know how to write or whatever, I want to invite you to take a look at your goal or your past failure from a totally new perspective. Look at the new skills that you've gained. Look at the new contacts that you've made. Look at the new insights you have into what works for you and what doesn't work. And then ask yourself, how could I make this feel better? How could I make this work better for me? What what can I take from these lessons and these insights and how can I tweak it? Even just a little bit. My mantra now is always be testing and always be learning because that's what leads to success. Okay, so those are three biggies that I use to get past the imposter syndrome, to get myself unstuck and to get myself moving forward again. So how does this relate to marketing funnels? Well, almost every single person I have ever, ever, ever worked with as a client, as a student, as, you know, a consultant, at some point runs up against this imposter syndrome. It is rampant out there, especially for those of us who truly do care about the work that we and the impact that we want to have out there. So it could be, you know, I'm worried that a marketing funnel won't work. I'm worried that I don't know how to do this tech. I'm worried that I don't have all these skills to do this. I'm worried that a marketing funnel won't work for, for my business. I'm worried that someone else already has a fantastic marketing funnel, and who am I to compete with that? They've already got it all figured out, right? I, I run up against these all the time with students and clients especially. And if you're not careful, that kind of thinking will absolutely 100% block your business success. But if you can move past it, if you can let those imposter syndrome thoughts go, with any of the three tactics that I just gave you today, it's absolutely fantastic what is possible for you. Because it just takes getting out of your head and getting into action, getting out of, you know, getting stuck in your own thoughts and letting your own internal hate mob go to town and reaching out to help one other person and then learning, growing and tweaking from there. Because if you do your business right, if you do your marketing funnel right, you will always be learning and growing and getting better and better. And this is how you make your marketing funnel work for you. This is how you make any marketing work for you is testing, learning, growing and getting better. So, I've got a question for you. Isn't it time for you to create your first profitable marketing funnel to bring in clients and sales automatically? If so, I invite you to jump on over to today's show notes um, to take the marketing funnel quiz. You'll find them at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 43. And once you take the quiz, you'll discover your perfect marketing funnel, which is a few simple questions. And I'll even give you some free training on how to get that funnel up and running fast because tech skills, all that stuff, they don't need to be a reason not to do this. So go on over and figure it out, which marketing funnel is right for you, get the video training and, and just take one little tiny baby step have an amazing week. I would love to hear back from you what you do with this in this next week and how it helps you. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place for another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. See you then.